See, it is very important what we think of ourselves. Why is that? And listen to this one very carefully. We do not control what kind of thoughts come into our mind. But here is the thing. We may not be able to choose what kind of thoughts come into our mind, but we definitely make the choice of what kind of thoughts we want to dwell in. I may not be able to control it when it comes to me, but I have full control whether I continue with it or I do not. And here is the thing. They say, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become action. Watch your action. It becomes habit. Watch your habits. It becomes your character. Watch your character. That becomes your destiny. So now Islam tells you to begin with, watch out for your thoughts. As little as no sense we give it or no time we, we devote to it, but it is going, it is so powerful, it is so strong that it is going to determine your destiny. That is how strong your thoughts are. You know, whenever the oppressor wants to oppress, they make sure that the first thing that they do is that they dehumanize the person. Strip them away for this human dignity and integrity. And from there on, we go into exploiting and we go into killing and we go into the different things. And that is why Frederick Douglass used to say, Allah, this man, Frederick Douglass, if you ever get a chance to read his books and his writings, please do so. Frederick Douglass, remember, this is a slave. He is a slave. And he had this so much passion, longing for freedom. What does he say? He said, the soul within me, no one can degrade. You can tell me that I am a slave, but it is not what you think of me that is important. What is important is, what do I think of myself? For the soul within me, no one can degrade. And that is why they say, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Can I force you to feel inferior? Can I really do that? I cannot. I can talk, I can tell, but the minute you feel inferior, it was by choice. Because people cannot do that. People, have not, people do not have that much power over us. And that is why my brothers and sisters, we cannot be ashamed of ourselves. We've got a contribution to make to humanity. And in order to make that contribution, you must see yourself as such. You know, in today's world, it is very interesting how people are told to feel about themselves. A lot in the West, it has to do with your physical appearance. If you look good, you are right, you feel good. And they emphasize good looks. And they say, feel, look better, feel better. And images are sold where women in the U.S., one of every four girls who are in the fourth grade have some sort of eating disorder, be it anorexia, be it bulimia, or whatever it is, because TV told them they're too fat. You're overweight. You know, in order to be acceptable by us, you must be 120 pounds. Preferably, they have a figure 36, 24, 36. If you do not fit that figure, then you are not beautiful. And people work so hard 
women work so hard, so unbelievably hard to fit the image that was given to them. And I asked, to begin with, who put that image as the standards? Who said 120 pounds are not good? In Africa, it's 220 pounds that are good. But I really have a problem with that. Who is setting the standards? And why are you falling into these standards? Why is someone else telling you how to feel about yourself? That is so much power to give to other people. But people do this. I remember when I was in high school, I had a classmate. She did not come to school for 10 days or two weeks. And when she came back, the teacher said, Susie, where were you? And Susie was in the hospital because she cut her wrist because she thought that she was too fat and ugly and she was not accepted by society. This is how powerful self-image is. How do you see yourself? Really, how do you see yourself? Now we see that it is your body. You know, plastic surgery is in the rise nowadays, especially in the West. You've got people that come from Asia, and they've got, you know, smaller eyes than the average. Well, they've got smaller eyes, let's say. And they come in, and one of the things that they want to do is that they want to widen their eyes. Because that is what is expected generally to be beautiful in the States. Other people come, that's in the States. Women, you know, they say that, you know, in order to be sexy, in order to be attractive, you know, you've got to alter your body a little bit so that society appreciates you. So now what do they have? And it's a booming business, breast enlargement. I remember one time during a cartoon, see we have a lot more commercials in the States than you do. During a cartoon, cartoon is a show for kids. In it there was a commercial, you know, cartoons are usually watched by kids, it's little children that are watching it. In it there was a commercial about breast enlargement. Because now what society respects or what society adores is this type of a woman. One time the Gap company, they had a skirt, a jeans skirt, and it was designed for 10-year-old girls. And the jeans were unbelievably short. They were so short that some of the parents, they approached the Gap company and they said, these jeans are very short. Why is that? And the marketing department of the Gap company said, we want to teach younger girls how to dress sexy. So the next time when I see this girl, the 10-year-old girl, they do not want me to see an innocent 10-year-old girl. They want me to see a sexy 10-year-old girl. But that is the image again that is sold to people. That's what you do. I have a lot of interest in studying sociology and you know how things are changing. So one day, I am watching Oprah Winfrey. You probably know about her. She has a talk show in the States. And the talk show was about, is your dress appropriate for your age? Now that's the women. Said, is your dress appropriate to your age? So what they did is that they stood in front of the mall, like your Spencer here. Mall is, you know, where they have the, the shops for clothing and what have you. And a woman would pass by and someone would have the mic and they would say, excuse us, or excuse me, how old are you? And the woman would say her old and then they would see whether she was dressed properly for her age or not. But here is the conclusion. And here is the advice that was given to the women. They said, if you are 
under 35, show your thighs, meaning that miniskirts, that's good. If you are between 35 and 45, show a little bit of cleavage. If you are over 55, then we recommend that you show your arms. If you are over 60, then show a lot of neck. And then it concluded by saying, women, if you dress too conservatively, you become invisible. And who wants to be invisible? Yeah.